So welcome, and um, thank you all for giving up a Friday away from your own institutions um, to be here today. I'm sure it was a tough decision, not. Um, for us, this is a real pleasure, and, and thanks to Matt in particular for supporting us in doing this, because what we wanted to do was to have a one-day symposium where we looked at, in a way, sort of really celebrating some of the great research that's being done in and around um, international students in particular. And today here we've got a mixture of people who are academics researching in this area, as well as people on the sort of professional services side who are working with um, international students as part of their, their everyday work. And what we hope from today is that you will uh, get some ideas about possibly your own research that you might want to take back and think about, that you will have some ideas maybe in terms of, of practice that you want to take back to your own institution to you know, look at, at different ways of, of working with and for international students but also that you'll have the opportunity if any of you want to to start looking uh, you know across at what what each other is doing and looking for sort of opportunities for collab further collaboration beyond today so you know if you get to know the person sitting next to you and you you know end up sort of you know keeping in contact uh, over the next few months that would be fantastic um, so the format of the day is, is it on? no Hang on, just one tick while I sort out the... Help! There we, there are. we go. Um, so what we've got from today is, is, is four quite different but actually quite complementary presentations and as, I said, uh, as I've just said what we want to try and do is focus on the practice and the policy as well as the research so hopefully there'll be something for everybody to take away and um, you know, consider in relation to their own, um, their own research and practice. Um, one of the pre presenters, Mark Holton, I think is particularly interested in issues around methodology and how we can explore the worlds of, uh, of sort of international students whilst they're over here and there'll be an opportunity hopefully to pick up on that um, and, and run through that uh, during the day. The plenary session at the end, notwithstanding that at 3.15 many of you will be thinking about scooting off home, please don't, uh, but if you have to, um, what we'd like you to do during the day is think about some of the issues that, that are raised and discussed and some of the questions that you guys might ask. And if you can't be here for the plenary but, but have got uh, either questions or queries or ideas about how me, we might take a day such as this and, and sort of learn from it and develop it, then please um, you know, do, do use that opportunity. The plenary is going to be very much driven, I think, by what you guys would like to, to discuss and talk about. We've got one or two ideas of themes that we might want to sort of to, to raise, but it, hopefully as the day goes on, some of these uh, themes will emerge anyway, and uh, we can sort of hopefully have a great, great wash up at the end of it. Kidoki. Next. Why have I quite it's not working. Either? No, it's, I can't get How it. How unusual. That's it. I'll just, I think if I just push that. All right. Okay. That one, yeah. Uh, so these are the, the, the sort of four key speakers that you've got. Um, and as Francois said, we have lunch laid on halfway through. Um, and hopefully, please get as much as you can from the day. Enjoy it, network, and uh, as I say, take a break from, from your mainstream work. So the research that um, Marion and I uh, have been doing over the past few um 
couple of years really is is based on some of the work that we do in our everyday world and isn't that the best sort of research to do so you're sort of fully immersed both in research and practice at the same time so incredibly lucky in that respect and this stems from some of the work that we've been doing um, supporting international students as they come into our faculty and the sort of work that many of you guys have probably already been involved in in terms of ensuring that they they fit into and they they can <coughs> hit the ground running uh, in terms of their programs and courses and a lot of the work that we've been doing traditionally has been about you know trying to get them to integrate into what is often for, for them a second language a different culture a different way of teaching and learning but one of the things that, that we sort of began to realise is that we were missing something. There was another side to being an international student, which we as the tutors um, were, were sort of perhaps um, not fully aware of. And so we began um, a series of small studies based around the students that we were working with, which was trying to unpick and unpack where they came from, what they came with, uh, and what the contribution they could make um, to our institution as much as what the institution could do in supporting those students through their, their higher education uh, programmes. So really what we have come to sort of um, uh, to, to recognise is that in getting to know our students not only can, can they learn from us but that we can also learn from them and that's what Marion's going to talk about a little bit now. One moment. We both share the mic. There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, we undertook a study um, two years ago. We began this study with our international students with whom we do um, an enhanced induction programme. I actually gave a paper on that at last year's conference and it was really interesting to hear the feedback there about the way in which we do this um, induction programme. It's developed, as these things do, over years where, whereby... On the first day, the first day of the first week of these undergraduate students who travelled from all over the world, we hit them with an assignment, a presentation, which they have to do at the end of the week um, to their peers. And we, we give them kind of access to uh, our online resources and our virtual learning environment. We, uh, we talk and walk them through some of the conventions um, at undergraduate level in the UK, and then we send them off to find each other, work in their groups, and do presentations, as I've said, at the end of the week. Um, and Stefani, who you meet later, did that two years ago. And we, we kind of knew, once we'd begun this process, or five years ago, we knew it was efficacious, we knew that it was popular with students, we knew it worked, but we sort of didn't know why, so we, we set up these um, focus groups and we came up with some really interesting insights, S some feedback and some information from students that would, of course, not occur to us because none of us doing the focus group research with the students have been international students. Um, and we, I became interested in my doctoral researches in sort of transformative learning and you know how habitus may or may not be impacted and what habitus means in terms of um, transformative and particularly transitional learning so uh, we also looked and talked to students about their own social and emotional intelligence which we're not going to cover too much today but it was one of the insights that arose um, what was really inspiring for me was the way that our students were very keen and very willing to be engaged with us in our research process. Uh, I'm sure you've all had that same experience. And we came up with this theme of our students actually being a 
global students and global students who feel that wherever they go they belong well I hadn't encountered that before I had, that notion hadn't occurred to me and so we realised we've got an awful lot more to learn from international students in terms of their transitional experiences when they come to the UK and so that sort of inspired us to think more to think more in a fo more focused way about what we would do with our findings and how we would develop our future research this is where our students come from. I'm sure for all of you that, that work in institutions where you have an international body of students, they come from all over the world. None of us can be an expert in the cultural effects, in the kind of cultural and social habitus of students globally, but they are individually their experts in their own experiences. Um, and so that's what we were trying to focus on, what they are bringing to us, what knowledge they're sharing with us. And this is the running order for this year's presentation. And because in previous years, you know, we've been, I don't know, fairly, I, th I think, I recognise, reflecting on my own practice, I'd adopted a fairly patronising approach to these students. So I thought we needed to you know, bring gently into the university fold. This year, we set them, we just said, you know, this belongs to you, uh, based on our previous year's research. This, this presentation day belongs to you all. Um, and interestingly, we only had one student drop out, I should add. From the beginning of the week to the end of the week, we had one student of 60 plus say, I've had a family emergency and I need to leave. So we thought that was interesting. Within a week, and I've got to tell you, day one, these students... They got off a plane, some of them, the day before. One student had a suitcase that she'd brought with her to her first session on the Monday. That's how committed they are to engaging and joining in. Anyway, on the final day on the Friday, we set them, you know, the running order they could do themselves. And we looked at the, we looked at the names of the groups and thought, oh, this is a bit, a bit odd, a bit confusing. The one that puzzled me was the, now, did you pronounce this, um, the third one, Vina, Vina, the sausage? Rina. Rina, thank you, the sausage. So when they came up to do their presentation, they said, um, we're group three, pronounce the winner. <laughs> and, and that was that kind of light bulb moment for me where, you know, the confidence and the humour that our students bring with them was so important. There was, there was other aspects to the names of these groups because, you know, as you can tell, it was a surprise to us. We, we purposely didn't want to know what they called their presentation groups to see what came up. You know, team creative. Interestingly, the second group already identified themselves as global. That's our thing. We think we've been really clever. We think we've identified these, these students who think of themselves as being global and that we smart. They already knew. That's what we were telling us. Um, this, the second team, and I was looking, I can go back. Does that go back? No, it doesn't. What have I done now? Uh, I don't want to end the show. <laughs> if you click up to previous, that should do it. Um, apologies for it not working properly. No, well, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Um, you know, I kind of looked and thought some of these names aren't particularly original. Fancy calling yourself team. But, but again, not thinking through, but they've devised their own acronym. Bear in mind, some of these students don't have the most complex and competent English language skills. But still, their message was, because their, their project presentation was on group work, um, that if you work together, everyone can achieve more. I know, and really, we were astonished at the quality of the presentations they gave. Um, this was a Prezi presentation, um, and already these students are thinking about giving advice to other students as to how they can achieve in their undergraduate degrees. And they talked about um, 
the importance of seeking and giving information or opinions. They talked about when you're in a seminar, you may be an international student, you may feel uncomfortable, you know, expressing your ideas because of your accent, because of your language, but it's really important. And they explained why when they're in groups and they're working in seminars, it's important that that they adopt these approaches. And humour, the theme of humour came through throughout the day. Um, and of course that's important in terms of students' um, resilience and their coping mechanisms. And, and, and here, this is one of their slides, I've adapted it slightly, but, but the two previous slides are all from students. Um, the first week they were here, they had, uh, in the UK, they'd identified, this is our student building, Talbot House, and they'd identified, that's the place you go to, that's the, this building belongs to students. We've since had a student, um, what is it, 30 million pound student building made, but, but they identified, that's where students own part of this campus, and so they talked about the Students' Union, SUBU, and the clubs and societies, and how you should approach seminars, that you have architect. They knew this stuff within the first week. I, I'm, still, I'm still in admiration of the way in which they so quickly got to grips with what it was we were asking them to do. I've had level two, level I, level five, we call the various different things in our university, level I students who don't know some of this stuff, who don't know I'll see them for one-to-one -one tutorials and say, here's your academic advisor, and they ask me what an academic advisor is. So how far ahead are our international students? Because, by the way, when they're presenting to each other, that's, you know, between 60 and 100 people in the room who can go off and share that knowledge now with their peers, which their peers, pretty predominantly home students, don't know. Um, we thought that there were a range of barriers that we needed to alert students to, that they, our international students, that they had to think about overcoming so that they could transition and immerse into UK education. They don't perceive them that way, so this, these students, their slide was about the barriers. Uh, so the square brackets is mine, just to remind myself what they were talking about. They don't perceive them as barriers, they just perceive them as... A, a phenomenon or an issue that you can overcome, this is how you can do it. The positivity, and again the confidence, and the, and the sense that they already belong to this university, they're part of it. I believe one student actually had a BU SUBU, I think it was a SUBU Students Union t-shirt. Um, and so of course, after we'd done focus group work with, with this year's induction group, it's given us a range of ideas about potential future research because because I now know more than I knew before we have so much to learn from our international students um, so we're undertaking further focus group work um, I'm particularly of course myself interested in looking at the habitus and the social capital they bring with them and how that and how that allows them, I got a sense, a hunch already, to be so confident. Um, and I've overlooked that in the past. My approach with international students has often been to be concerned on their behalf about how they're going to get the best from their time in the UK, much more, I think, often than they are. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm interested in whether there are transformative events that students experience. And I think on a very, very, you know, if those of you who are familiar with Mesereau's, um theory, at a very, very kind of small, in a very small way, things like these specialised inductions we do can be transformative for students. And I'll just give you an anecdote. A student came to see me, an international student, a few weeks ago and said, in fact it might have been you, Stefania, who said, so are you going to talk about that in your presentation? Then I won't. <laughs> then I won't. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but, you know, a kind of a transformative event for her. Um, so, so, 
something's gone wrong and I need to go back up again. No, I won't worry. A big thing that came, a big thing that, uh, that arose from this year's focus groups, again, and last year's focus groups, was that they considered themselves to be global students. Some of them, in fact, many of them come to the UK to study and through um, either Erasmus or our other international programmes, it's more likely to be the international students who hop off in their second year. We've got students now who've come from Italy, have gone to China. One who came from South Africa who's gone to the States. They have no hesitation, and of course they don't, do they? Because they've already come to the UK. But they have no hesitation in thinking about where else they can go and what other global experiences they can have. And time and time again, students have referred to themselves as being global. I think, I think that's a really interesting notion that we could capture and, and, and see how we can explore better. But um, Stefania, who I've just been talking to this morning, is one of the students from last year's international induction. She's a second year student now. Uh, from Italy, you'll get that when she starts to speak, <laughs> who, who quite quickly became really interested, although she's a script writing student, and that of course is good, became really interested in the research aspect of her work and now has aspirations to be uh, an academic researcher. I'm telling her it's good, I'm telling her it's all good, <laughs> all of the time. And so Sue very cleverly spotted an opportunity. We have um, what we call URAP, Undergraduate Research Assistantship Programme. Yeah, how did Europe become undergraduate assistantship programme? Anyway, that's what it is. Some funding to do some co-production with students. So we're encouraging uh, Stefania to apply for that. That's a project from January through to June. In our case, um, the project we, we proposed was to look more closely at this notion of globalising, uh, sorry, global longers and the globalisation of education, but what that really, really means for the lived experience for students. So I'll let Stefania talk to you about that, and thank you very much for listening. Okay, hi, I'm Stefania, and I'm, 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 I'm here today to talk to you about a little bit about my experience as international students here in the UK. I'm from Italy and I'm on my second year and I'm studying script writing for film and television at Bournemouth University. Well, um, going to university and leaving your house might be considered quite a big step for a student and in a way it is. However, as soon as I arrived in the UK and I settled in my accommodation and started university, I immediately felt home and really, um, uh, I really felt, um, how can I say, uh, really accustomed, like, uh, well, in the new environment. I didn't really feel like I was in a, well, sorry, <laughs> I'm a bit, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, in fact, everything for me was really excited, and the thing that really shocked me the most that was that British students were feeling homesick all the time. They, they used to go home <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> And yes, they, they used to go home every weekend and just complain all the time that they, they wanted to be home. So, mm, I never felt homesick and as soon as I arrived in the UK, I immediately started to get friends with ma many people and especially uh, during the first week when I attended the international student induction, I got to know many international students in that occasion, but also on my course and I got uh, like really close friends with uh, students in my house as well. So. Mm. It was like I, I didn't really have any issue with with friendship. It was just really excite, oh, really exciting. 
uh, I didn't. The, the thing I wanted to say is that I didn't really feel like I was a foreigner trying to get friend with a foreigner. I was just a person getting to know to know another person, and especially, it was a really useful exchange of experiences. So. Um, before I mentioned the international uh, student induction, which was a, a really important experience for me, I, I'd say essential. And um, my, my relationship with British students has been shaped by this, by this um, induction, because in this occasion I learned a lot about university resources, all the support available to us, uh, how to use the library, how to reference, I knew all these things before I actually started the course. So what happened then is that uh, internet, uh, British students came to me for help and advice because I knew how to use everything <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> so that was really, um, I kind of felt like I was like inspiring confidence in them. And uh, basically what happened is that um, they, I, I, they gave me the lead of all the, pr the collaborative projects in my, in my unit because I knew all the rules and I knew my way around, so they just said, okay, you do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, one, one of the questions I get asked the most is like, why did you come to the UK to study? Well, the, the, the easiest answer for me is that I, I was really looking, like I really wanted to um, widen my horizons and get acquire new skills and uh, so I just decided to come here with uh, no uh, like no fears um, and indeed uh, yeah. as the course developed I realized that uh, I felt more and more confident in what I was doing because the course was giving me a let's say an overview and an, an ability to go from theory to practice and apply both things and just yeah widen my knowledge and um, yes it beca I became aware of all the wider acad academic possibilities ranging over different uh, fields of knowledge and the, the, the thing is that um, in this uh, this opened for me like new and really important links to my practice so um, uh, I have to say that the way I've been welcomed uh, by Marion's team and Mary <coughs> has been uh, just uh, really has, has played a decisive uh, sorry has played a decisive role in my in my experience because well when I left Italy my my biggest concern was uh, how to approach the new system because what happens in my country is that if an international student come comes to uh, our university he's left alone and the, um, he's gonna have to uh, get accustomed to the language, the rules, and the, no effort will be made on the part of the, the of the institution to help the student get involved or uh, get accustomed to this. And when I arrived here, I, I was just impressed and almost incredulous of all the help and uh, support I was given. And um, I felt I was as important and as valuable as a British student which was really, really impressive for me. Um, and this, this experience in university and in Britain is not li really being like only positive, but it also sparked in me a really increasing interest in research. So, um, academic research, of course, and uh, this has completely changed the way I perceive knowledge and, um, and percept uh, yeah, knowledge. So, uh, as well as the way I intend to pursue my studies and uh, 
So the idea of taking a master's and a PhD has really grown in me and uh, become more and more solid. So uh, this has happened together with uh, the understanding of how important all the decisions I make throughout my course are. So all the units and the way I, I, uh, I shape my work is, like, is planned towards this. So in particular, I'm really interested in concepts of transnationality and trans transnational cultures. So um, I think I will uh, pursue this uh, with my studies. Um, no, not only I feel really enthusiastic about my course and being here, but I'm also really looking forward to my future career as a researcher and academic. So this is my experience and thank you very much for listening. Can you hear us at the back? It's, okay. It's for, okay. It's for the recording, but it's sound. Ah, so all right. Oh. All right. Okay. Oops. <laughs> um, so I think Stefania has just indicated uh, some of the amazing. Um, uh, uh, elements and qualities of some of our international students that we were sort of vaguely aware of but actually weren't embracing in a way that we feel we are now able to through the, the, the sort of work that we do. And what we are looking at now is this concept of the glow belonger. This is, as, uh, as I think Stefania epitomises, um, the, the sort of student who um, is, is really a bit like an intrepid explorer. Um, quite fearless, um, quite able to fit in wherever they may be, whether it's at our university or somebody else's university, whether it's within the UK or whether it's anywhere else. And, and you know, the more we sort of research into this area, the more fascinating um, it becomes and the more we can sort of draw in issues around uh, habitus, social capital and so on. So we wanted to sort of start the day... Uh, particularly by sort of talking about some of the more practical, <coughs> practitioner-focused experiences. Um, the three presentations that are going to follow on are going to, uh, again, be looking at, at, at particular studies that explore in detail um, some of the other elements about international students and the way that we can understand them, the way that we can better support them, but also, I think, the way that we can continue to learn from them as much as we hope that they will learn from us. So um, I think we've managed to just about stick to time. But thank you very much for the, you know, uh, your attention to this first bit of the, the, the day. And uh, any questions?